Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. I think that covers everyone. (laughs) I'm Angelique Voices, and this is the Polyglottal Stop, a podcast on language, learning, and sociolinguistics from a polyglot's point of view. This podcast is sponsored by my patrons at patreon.com forward slash Angelique Voices. So if you'd like to be a patron as well, please go ahead and do so. The link is in the show notes as always. This show is also supported by all of you who listen, share, and interact with me on Twitter and Instagram at polyglottalpod. Today we're talking to David Santa Cruz. He's a language learner and uh, he's a former student of mine. So let's get into it. All right, beautiful people, welcome back to the Polyglottal Stop. I'm here with a former student and a friend of mine, David. Welcome, David. Thank you for having me. It was really nice to see you. It's been a while. Yes, it really has. For those of you listening, uh, David, when I say former student, I mean former, former. This was like 2012? 2013, 12. I think 2012. So it's been nine years. Oh, my God. Um, but we, we're in a, a WhatsApp group chat, but I haven't seen David in about like nine years. So it's very good to see him and talk with him today. Um, I have done interviews before talking with, uh, English teachers and, and, uh, people who have traveled. Uh, this is an interview specifically with David because he is a language learner, uh, as am I, as many of my listeners are as well. So we're going to talk to David a little bit about, uh, his language learning journey and um, and goals and things like that. Uh, so, David, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is David. I'm coming from Ecuador. I came to Canada in 2012, April 2nd, if I am not wrong. And since then, I studied with you. And I had very uh, we have a very good times together with with some friends of ours. And then since then, I fall in love with the city, I fall in love with Toronto, I fall in love with Canada, and thanks God I'm still in Canada, and then I right now Canadian residence, and hopefully soon my citizenship. So, oh, so it was a, a, a dream come true, actually. But wow. Everything, well, everything went well. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Um, <laughs> Was it always your plan to move to Canada or did it, was it after you came here, you realized you wanted to stay? After I came here, I realized because my first uh, impression or my first goal, can I say, it was to come to Canada to study English. Uh So I came to Toronto, I studied English for one year. And then after the time, I realized that I can do more. I went to college. My parents support me in that kind of, of that stuff. So, and then I decided to to stay here. Everything was very soft to me. Of the paperwork, of the travel, of the all the documents were good. So, for me, it was easy to stay in Canada. Actually. Okay, right on. I love that. So, your why did you want to come to Canada? To learn English. Why was that actually, actually, in the beginning, my goal was just to study English, right? So my okay. first choice was go to London or to, or to Australia, maybe. But it was a little bit expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in Ecuador, we use American dollars. 
but it was expensive to convert to euros, right? If, or mm -hmm. to pounds if you go to London. So my agency at that time showed me two options, Toronto or Vancouver. So I'm from Quito, Ecuador. Uh, it, it is the capital of Ecuador. So, and then they said, for you, it's better to go to Toronto and not Vancouver because Vancouver is a little a little bit more nature. It's no more fun for you. So it's maybe Toronto is better because it's a cosmopolitan city. It's a lot of traffic, you know, a lot of people. It looks like to your city. So that's why oh, I decided to come to similar. Toronto. Okay, very good. So, so Toronto is similar to Quito. Yes, yes. Because, you know, it's, it's kind of the capital, can I say. It's not the capital, but Toronto is the economically, it's, it's capital, right? So it's, we have our, the same problems as the capital of my, of my country. So. Mm -hmm. I think Toronto is the capital of Ontario, but it's it's not the capital of, of Canada. Uh, yes. Okay, thank you for telling us a little bit about you and your story. So you are from Ecuador, which means your yes. first language is Spanish. Right, very good. And are you studying any other languages beside, besides English? I was studying a little bit of Korean and Japanese but about two years ago. Right now I stopped it because I was going another job, so kind of that, but... I was very, very, very interested in learning Korean. Actually, uh, I had classes in the college, Korean classes. And then I learned Japanese from my friends. So I went to Japan, I went to Korea. So I learned, learned more about those languages because it's very interesting yeah. for me. Yeah. I think we were actually in Korea at the same time back yes. in somewhere between 2015 and 2017 i don't remember yeah exactly. i was in korea 2015 i believe and japan 2016 17 i don't remember and what was that experience like for you what was korea oh, it was like it was amazing it was really really amazing because since i came to canada i made a lot of friends from all over the world especially asian friends korean japanese and for me those kind of people are very warm people are very friendly I like the food, I like the culture, so I had the opportunity to go to visit them. Mm -hmm. For me, it was really a dream come true. Very <laughs> it was very nice, true. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us one thing that you remember in Korean. Oh, very good. And so what is something that you really enjoyed about visiting Japan? The weather. <laughs> because I went in April, right? In April, you know, in Canada, it's still cold. So, But over there was very, really, really nice weather. I love the food. Mm -hmm. Really, the, the street food is the best. The same as Japan, same as Korea. The street food is very, really the best. And, and the friends, the people is, is very good. Very amazing. Oh. So you know I'm going to ask you now to tell us something in Japanese. <laughs> oh, yeah. I really forgot a little bit. Ah, biru, biru desuka. Biru desuka? What does that mean? No, biru daisuki is like, I like beer. Biru daisuki. Ah, biru, ah, daisuki. Biru daisuki. Yeah. Because oh. people say biru daisuki desuka, and then I used to say biru daisuki. Ah, they ask you, do you like beer? And then you say, yes, yes I like beer. 
Ah, I went were prepared to the to, to Japan. <laughs> you weren't, or you were? Yeah, I were. I studied a little bit of survival Japanese before I went to Japan, so it was very interesting. Nice, very cool. Um, I've been to Japan, but only a few days, you know, and I spent mm -hmm. most of it with other English speakers, so I didn't. You have the chance to speak. No. Um, <laughs> but I loved it there. I just, I think I should go back to experience things like the street food and, and the, the nightlife culture um, a little bit more. Yeah, you have to you have to go to the small towns. I went to the very small towns with everything in Japanese. No, even the, the everything was in Japanese, so it was a really a little bit difficult for me, but it was really fun with my Google <laughs> Google Translator. It was was fun because they have a broken English, I have a broken Japanese, <laughs> and we we understood each other at the end of the day. So it was pretty good. Nice. Very, yeah, Google Translate has improved a lot. Yes. Yeah, I can imagine. Okay, so you're studying, You're. are you still studying English? Do you think you're still studying or are you just learning from life now? I'm learning from life. I mean, uh, for me, the best thing to keep my English, anyways, I'm, I'm working speaking English too, right? But mm -hmm. I always say to the people the best way to study English can be to you know listen music or watching watch watch uh, movies in English subtitles. That's mm -hmm. how I learn English actually. Okay. Just listen music and then repeating the lyrics is something that I don't know. I just like in Spanish and try to figure out what is that means because sometimes Spanish and English is not doesn't mean the same thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's, I mean sometimes the word means the same, but in the concept of the sentences means another thing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so that helped me a lot. And right now, I, I'm, I'm right now speaking Spanish most of the time because I'm working with Spanish speakers. But mm -hmm. I always trying to keep my English fresh. Even though right. I'm living in Toronto, right? But you know, when you speak Spanish, Spanish or another language, sometimes you forget a little bit of of your, your English, no? Yeah. You talked a little bit about how you like to learn languages. So can you say say a little bit more about what language learning strategies you have used in the past, and and which ones you you liked best? Actually, for me and for people who came to Canada, I always tell them, you have to practice. You have to practice. You have to surround yourself with people who wants to learn that language, in this case, English. If you want to learn Spanish, you have to make some Spanish friends. If you want to learn French, you have to make some French friends. Everything mm -hmm. is about practice. And then yeah. in your free time or, or, or during the day, for example, for me, always works listening music with lyrics, mm -hmm. reading the lyrics, uh, watching movies in English subtitles or something that you don't know or, or a word that you don't know. Just check it out in your language. It's okay to check in your language. And then you, by yourself, you try to to do sentences and you try to figure out how that word can be can work in, in in sentences, right? For me, actually, I feel 
that my English cannot be better and but cannot be worse. <laughs> okay. So I I try to keep it on the line. So I try to speak as much as I can when I have the chance. And just keep listening, listening English, listening English, and just try to 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 listen English. That's it. Just right. listening or reading, whatever. So basically, practicing with uh, other people, listening to native speakers and and speaking with native speakers is yes. the, the most effective way for you. Yes, yes, because sometimes I know people who are studying English in the in the school, for example, and they don't know English. I mean, they say to me, "I'm studying, I'm studying, but I'm not learning." So I ask them. So during the afternoon, when you finish college or the school, what are you doing? So I'm going with my friends. Now your friends are from your same country? I say, yes. So that's the problem. So you have to practice a little bit. You have to go out of the box. Yes, out <laughs> of the box. Even though, listen, if you are in Canada, I mean, you are you can learn English. You can learn another languages. You can learn another cultures. So you can try food for another country. It's an experience here. Mm-hmm. So that for me, practicing is the best thing. Did you study English in Ecuador? I studied English in Ecuador. Right. I studied English in Ecuador. I was intermediate. So I believed that I knew English. But when I came to Canada, I mean, speaking or, or saying something in English was a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't natural. Mm-hmm. So that I realized that it's different to know English in your country and come to an English speaking country and try to speak. It's different. Yes. It's hard. Yes, it's very different. <laughs> the textbook, the textbook English, and the uh, on the ground real life English, they are often very different. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you you are good in grammar, but in speaking you are no good as you know grammar, you know, so right. yeah, different abilities, skills. Yes, absolutely, awesome. And um, do you have any goals at this moment with with your language learning, either for English or Korean or Japanese? Uh, yeah, yeah. For separating English, my weakness point can be writing. So. I have a little bit of free time these days, so right now I'm like studying academic English again because I studied that in the college, but you know, I don't write much. Mm-hmm. So that's my weakness. My my weak point uh, is writing. So mm-hmm. I start to, to, to study a little bit more writing because writing is very important for me in English, for my work too. So, right. so, okay. so that's my goal and try to improve a little bit of uh, writing. And are you, are you, do you have any goals for Korean or Japanese or not really? Right now? Uh, my goals for Korean and Japanese. All right. Last question for you. It's a request. Uh, can you please teach us an idiom or a phrase in Spanish? Yes. Actually, I was thinking there is a phrase that we don't have it in English. I mean, we have it, but it doesn't mean the same. Okay. You know, when you're going to eat, when you're going to begin to eat, you say enjoy your meal, right? Mm-hmm. But we say buen provecho. Buen or, 
sure. buen provecho mm. o buen apetito. Mm. So that's, those two phrases are, are very common in the all Latin languages, means enjoy your meal, but, but in English doesn't, doesn't have the same, uh, can I say, the same love. Like, mm. for example, we say, buen, buen apetito, or disfruta tu comida, or buen apetito. So for us, when you say that, it's like, oh, thank you very much. But here, enjoy your meal is kind of, not, it's not, doesn't feel the same. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's like a thing we say, but if you don't enjoy your meal, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. always say buen provecho. Buen provecho. Buen provecho. Or buen, buen apetito. Buen apetito. What does provecho mean? Provecho is when you, you take advantage of something. Oh. Yeah. And buen is, is good. So, but it doesn't translate. Literally, translate literally can be say take advantage for good. <laughs> ah, take yeah. advantage of this meal or something? Yeah, something like that. So can you say buen provecho for something that's not food? No, actually, no. It's especially for food. Only for food. Only for food. Mm. Okay. Thank you very much for teaching me something new today. <laughs> and thank you very much for uh, sharing your time with me and with my listeners. Uh, I hope that um, I hope that you enjoyed this experience, and I hope my listeners uh, get something. I'm sure they will get something wonderful from having heard you speak about your life here in Canada and your journey learning English. Um, and, you know, now you came in 2012 and I met you then. And now you're basically fluent in English and you're working in English, right? Um, and living in English. So hey, I think you're doing fantastic, of course. And, um, you know, it's always it's always possible. Uh, do you think, I thought I was going to have no more questions, but I actually have another question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Spanish is your first language and yes. you have... You speak English now as well. Do you, did you think, do you find that English is easier than Korean or Japanese for you? That's a good question because I, I thought about that. For me, I mean, English is easier because I know English, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But Korean is easier than. Japanese in the writing part. Yeah. Japanese is easier than Korea in the speaking part. Okay. And English and Spanish is bigger than English. Spanish is bigger than English? That's what I mean is, for example, English, you, you use the same article for singular and plural, right? In English. Uh-huh. The car or the cars. I see. In Spanish, we use like eight articles for male, female, plural, and singular. Right. So our grammar is bigger than English. Yes. But English, that's why English is the, can be said the first language of the world because it's, it's simple. Mm. Everyone, if you travel, you speak English. Right. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't speak another language because everyone has to know. I think you're the first person I have ever met who has told me that English is simple. 
Yeah, for me, English. If, I mean, yes, I speak Spanish, so Spanish is very complicated. English is not easy, but English is simple. It's just one article, and then the sentences are simple. That's it. Yeah, I never really thought about it that way. Wow, that's so. That's such an interesting way to look at it. We it is smaller and exactly it's smaller. The grammar is very smaller. But what about like all the exceptions in English? The, those don't really bother you at all. Yeah, like, I mean there's exceptions, right? But it's 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 something that you have to learn. You have to understand by yourself, right? Mm -hmm. No, no language is like easy if no exceptions or no something like ah oh, why are you using this instead of that mm -hmm. but if generally speaking english is is is, is easy simple it's very simple as a spanish speaker right maybe another language speaker can can say differently but in my opinion english is simple okay i have no opinion on that because i i always, <laughs> I always knew english cool thank you so much again for your time david we're going to cut it here um do you have any social media or anything that you would like to share for people to follow you on yeah sure uh, you can find me on instagram facebook as uh, david santa cruz uh just follow me and then you you can find actually you can find a lot of pictures from canada toronto my work uh, some another trip that i have done Mm -hmm. So if you have any questions, feel free to contact me and just let's chat. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And I'll put uh I'll put the links to your, your Instagram and you said Facebook, right? Yes. I'll put the links to that in the show notes so uh listeners can head there and just sort of tap on the link there to find David online uh more easily. All right. Thanks so much, David. Thank you so much. And nice to see you again. Yes, you too. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Hey, everyone. Editing Angelique here. Uh, I'm popping in to say I realize I didn't actually explain to the new listeners here that whenever I post an interview, it is always edited for brevity and for content. But if you would like to hear the full interview and if you'd like to see the video that comes with it, then you are more than welcome to join my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Angelique Voices. And of course, the link is in the show notes. Okay, on with the outro. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening and a huge thank you to David for joining us here at the Polyglottal Stop. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me, David. Thank you so much. For everyone else, if you'd like to help out the show and you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or a family member, someone who you think would like to hear it or who should hear it. And uh, of course, interact with me on Twitter and Instagram at polyglottalpod. I'll see you all in the next episode. But until then, please remember that you matter and so do Black Lives Happy learning. Mm -hmm.